0: You're listening to the Horizons Church Podcast. Guten Oh,
1: How are you doing, my dear friend, Josiah?
0: I feel great. That's good. I'm still a little tired. (laughs) Yeah. But everything else is fine. Yeah. I have not yet fully... It is getting better. It is trending up, but I have not fully recovered my normal energy levels mm. since I got sick yeah. a while back.
1: I still have a little bit of the throat clearing which I've been trying to stifle basically all morning if you've noticed <laughs> you've noticed me over here. <laughs> Hopefully that's under control.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I have not actually noticed. So oh, that what? Ooh. Surely our no, listeners nice. would. Well, they can't see it, and right. Zach is the audio wizard, so yeah.
1: they will not. They thing, will they not even, persist in the they'd e- recording. Be like, what
0: hey, the boys, try to clear his
1: throat. I wouldn't know.
0: Say what? You know? Yeah. Uh, you know what else has been. Enjoyable to me and reminiscence. Yeah, the Batman. Yes, of the the Batman.
1: Big fan.
0: Yeah, totally different Mm -hmm. interpretation of characters and that whole universe. I was pleasantly surprised.
1: Mm -hmm. I'm going to say something very controversial.
0: I'm ready. Please
1: do not unsubscribe from this podcast. (laughs) I won't bring it up again. It is my favorite interpretation of this world in every single way. Mm. This is my favorite Mm. young Batman. I mean, it's you, Ethan. So that makes. I know. (laughs) Just kidding. It's my favorite Riddler. They literally made him a serial killer. How interesting, how compelling. They, yes. My favorite Gordon, my favorite Batmobile, my favorite Penguin, my favorite Catwoman. Well, it's literally just top tier tailored for me. I'm yep. very into it. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah, I would put it right up there with The Dark Knight.
1: And I think that's very fair. It's what I'm hearing a lot of, really. Yeah.
0: I wouldn't be able to tell you which one actually edges out the other. Really? I would want to see them both back to back. Yeah, that's <laughs> Or within fair. very close proximity to each other mm. before I made that decision. So It's been a hot
1: minute since I've seen the Nolan films.
0: Yeah. I watched The Dark Knight last year at some point. Oh, okay. And still holds up. It's way more
1: daytime in that movie.
0: (laughs) There is. A lot more and a lot less rain.
1: (laughs) I think this is why I like The
0: Batman. Yeah. (laughs) Feels less like a really, really grungy Seattle and more like a, you know... (laughs) But, because Heath Ledger's Joker is still... True. ...amazing. Always love Christian Bale. Anything Christopher Nolan makes, I'm just a fan. Yeah. So, I would want to watch them both Mm back-to-back. And, (laughs) see, now we're down the Batman rabbit hole. Yeah. But I saw a while back... You talk about your opinion being controversial. (laughs) Very controversial take from our own John Mark McMillan. Wait, what did he... Yeah, John Mark McMillan, our favorite (sighs) artist. I love John Mark McMillan. He said... His favorite Batman is Ben Affleck. Really? Yeah. He said he loved him both as Batman and as Bruce Wayne. You
1: know what? Actually.
0: And I can respect that. Totally yeah, respectable. I
1: genuinely think he might be my favorite Bruce Wayne.
0: Yeah, he is a great Bruce Wayne.
1: I really like his Bruce Wayne. And here's another thing. It's my favorite Batsuit.
0: Oh, yeah, for I sure. I love that. The
1: emblem is like one of my
0: favorites. Yeah, I was surprised to hear that. But I would not have been sad to have gotten a Ben Affleck Batman movie.
1: No, no, no. I would I would, I would, would be into that as well. If they still turn around and make it because the DCEU doesn't have a clue what they're doing. They're yeah, like, it's like, let's just, just make more films. Things. It's okay. I'm like, yeah, it's okay with me too. <laughs>
0: Uh, But I am glad we got the Batman that we ended up getting. Yeah, yeah, me too, man. That's neither here nor there, really. (laughs) Just a good thing that I wanted to talk about. But I want to know what is here or there. What is here or there. What is truly important. What's here and there. What is here and there. And very important to us as as Christians, not just as people
1: who (laughs) watch movies. Wow, do tell.
0: (laughs) No, one of the most important questions that Christians... Tend to wrestle with is, can I be assured of my salvation?
1: Oh, that is a ball of wax wrapped I, up in an enigma. That, or is it? I don't oh, know. I don't know. The Riddler, oh. he's
0: coming to you and he's like, oh, can you be assured of your salvation? <laughs> on a really like, you know, a re- like the audio is like peaking yeah. and he's got the, the, it's like, oh, that's, you didn't record that on an iPhone, buddy. That's no. like an old Android, you know, doing all oh, that. Man. So yeah, the question is, like, can I have a strong, secure, and steady sense that Christ really has a hold of me and that I truly belong to him mm. and that he is faithful to his promises? And the answer to that kind of question is of monumental significance. Because on the one hand, if you are constantly doubting whether or not you're actually saved, like, your life's going to be a long slot of misery and fear.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, You
0: know what I mean? it, yeah. it just it, That's the likelihood. Uh, but on the other hand, if you're blissfully unaware of your standing before God, and you just simply assume, no matter what's going on, no matter the state of your heart, no self-examination whatsoever, that everything's fine, all is well, when in fact it may not be, right. your eternal soul might actually be at stake.
1: Oh, wait, what? Whoa, this has yeah. turned quickly. I know,
0: right? Have I made any of us start sweating yet? That got colorful. <laughs> <laughs> in shades, Unlike the Batman, right? Shades
1: of fear. Oh, that's right. <laughs> because it's oh, not wow.
0: dark monochromatic <laughs> Yeah, so what we'd like to do today is try to briefly, as we always do.
1: (laughs) Answer a soul-crossing question.
0: (laughs) Yes, This Deep debated question that the Puritans, for example, wrote dozens upon dozens of books that were hundreds upon thousands of pages in tiny font. Yeah, answer that question, which is namely, can I have assurance of my salvation? Mm. So, you know, how we like to do. Simple. Yeah, so um, I'm going to go ahead and kill all the tension now, as far as my answer goes. Which is, I firmly believe the answer to that question is a resounding yes and amen. That we can have assurance. Hmm. And before we even get into the discussion, just to lay out, everything for us. I me mean, consider just a couple passages from Romans that give you this sense. So Romans 8, 15 through 16 says, for you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. So that's that passage. Mm-hmm. And then one of the most famous in all of scripture, Romans 8, 35 through 39, That neither life, death, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Hmm. So it's difficult, I think, to read those verses and arrive at any other conclusion than God wants us to be assured that he has a hold of us, that he's not letting us go. And, and the Bible is replete with those kinds of assurances, those kinds of promises and verses. That being the case then, why, we might ask, do so many Christians seem to struggle with doubts about this issue? And I yeah. think that is a legitimate question to ask.
1: And I think I have a few questions about where that and where we are coming from.
0: Mm, okay, yeah. To get
1: one thing right off the table, because it's probably going to be in the back of someone's mind. Are we talking about the fear of losing salvation and eternal security here? Is mm, that on the yeah. table?
0: Yeah, so I think in short, yes. Um, and I <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would actually want to put both of those together. Like, I wouldn't yeah. want to divorce those so neatly because okay. I think one entails the other, obviously. So it's like, if you have this fear that, oh, I can lose my salvation, then obviously you're saying, well, they're is no however you want to term it like eternal security perseverance of the saints (laughs) preservation of the saints whatever terms you want to use they're inseparable in my mind like they're like wed and can't be split and you could get into finer nuances Mm -hmm. in each of those and like how do you understand because like for example when you talk about like use the term eternal security what that brings to my mind Mm -hmm. is the oh once saved always saved just said the prayer and you're fine and like oh no 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 that is not
1: that's not a picture mm -mm. of the christian life
0: no Not at all. (laughs) That's exactly the kind of thing that you can get yourself into trouble with when you start thinking like that. Like, oh, look, I got the date in my Bible. I prayed this prayer. And then it's like, have you looked at your life recently? Like, there's (laughs) nothing about that that comports with Christianity. So that is a really great question. And um, that would, I think, entail its own discussion as it were. But when I'm talking about assurance of salvation, I'm talking about, can you believe firmly that Jesus is who he says he is? And that when he makes a promise, like in John 6, 37, anyone who comes to me, I will not cast out. Mm -hmm. Can you take him at his word on that and be assured of that and not be doubting constantly whether that's the case, if that makes sense.
1: It does actually. And that kind of dovetails to my second question, which is, I'm going to preface, (sighs) it's about defining terms. (laughs)
0: everyone's like big surprise
1: (laughs) i know to some people this is going to be so irritating because i'm splitting hairs on terms but please bear with me (laughs) it'll be brief sort of um when we say assurance is it fair to draw a distinction between having confidence and faith versus having quote-unquote Certainty mm-hmm. because when I hear that question in a vacuum, I immediately assume that what they're looking for is total unequivocal provable certainty. Sure. And I'm not really sure what would ever get that job done. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like I can prove nothing to you. Or even to myself for that matter, unless God would like to participate in a Gideon wool experiment with me. <laughs> which I tried as a child and I have nothing to report. Um <laughs> Bye. turn it wet, Lord. <laughs> yeah. Please, God. I don't know what I was thinking. Anyway, <laughs> I I can say to you with ease. I can say to you, Josiah, I'm I am fully convinced that Jesus is who He claims to be. Yeah. And I have the utmost confidence and faith in that, in His mm-hmm. sacrifice, in the reality of salvation, His faithfulness to His promises. Yeah. I don't feel like that is the same as a certainty. But I nevertheless I feel confident. That's yeah. my go-to word here.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Am I losing my mind? Is this an existential <laughs> spiral?
0: No, no, no. So so I think what maybe you're trying to hit at, so correct me where I'm wrong or I'm misunderstanding, is you're talking about like this undeniable proof that you would like you could present to everyone say like look, here is the undeniable empirical evidence mm. that I have salvation mm-hmm. and that you can't question it. No one could question it. And that like, if you deny it, you'd be an idiot. Like you would, you know, like denying like the theory of gravity.
1: That's literally, yeah. It's like something as quote unquote certain as that.
0: Yeah. Because that's the whole thing. You take the author of Hebrews. Faith is the substance of things hoped for the conviction of things not seen. I'm
1: so glad you brought that up. Cause that was my thing. It's yeah. like, what's the point of it? If I,
0: right. Yes. So I think if you're talking about those terms, I would be comfortable making yeah. a distinction like that. So like the term assurance You get a lot of that terminology that came out of, like, Reformation period Mm. because you had a lot of debates about whether or not you could ever know whether or not, like, (laughs) oh, like, do you need to live in a constant state basically of, okay, so here's here's an example. Really, it's kind of trite, but, like, when we're talking about, like, assurance of your salvation. Mm Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, I really believed, truly, mm-hmm. that if, say, I died in a car accident. I love this example. And the <laughs> last thing that came out of my mouth was a curse word. Right. My salvation is jeopardized.
1: Hellbound right there. Yeah,
0: because I...
1: You broke the tension, the clean yes, slate. Yes, you know what I
0: mean? Like, oh my gosh, you know, like, basically my salvation was based on the last.
1: Yeah, for The sure. last thing
0: I did before I, you know. And so when you're talking about assurance, it's basically that idea that, that firm, settled conviction, mm-hmm. that certainty, that, okay. that confidence, that's the word to use, confidence, <laughs> That, again, like, Jesus is the kind of guy that, like, okay, we can't see Jesus right now. He is not physically present to put his hand on your shoulders and say, right. I will not let you go. Uh-huh. So, I really think that verse in Hebrews puts it, well, that faith is the certainty of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Yeah, There is this settled trust that Jesus Ooh, is who he says he is. I like that. Settled yeah. trust. Settled trust that he is who he says he is and that... If I belong to him, he's not going to let me go. And that, to use a Pauline idea, he is going to in a strange way that we can't understand paradoxically, he is going to so hold me that I will do the things that are pleasing to him. Mm. And I'm not going to spend my life worrying all the time about like, well, the last thing I did jeopardize my salvation. <laughs> right. right. And this whole issue, I don't want to say this because I think I could give the impression that people's like, wow, well, you're just ridiculous if you have enough questions around this. But no, no, no. No, I think we all have. have yeah, a, oh yeah. We once. And if you read something like the Westminster Confession of Faith, they talk about the fact that like, believers will go through periods where they doubt. And where they don't have assurance. Oh. And the ironic thing is, even if you don't have assurance, that doesn't mean that you're not saved. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you got a point. Uh, so,
1: <laughs> Thank goodness it's not down right, to that. Right,
0: exactly. Like, it's not essential to it. And even biblically speaking, you can understand how people have questions about this, right? Because first off, we have passages like Matthew 7, 21 through 23 in our Bibles, which says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, Mm -hmm. but the one who does the will of my father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do mighty, mighty works in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness and so we read that yeah with fear and trembling yeah because we think oh well if people who are doing those kinds of works and miracles won't get in i'm (laughs) you know i don't know about you but like i'm not doing those kinds of things necessarily so how exactly how do i know if i'm gonna get in you know
1: do not get me started on that childhood trauma. yeah right
0: like oh my gosh they
1: followed me for years yes
0: and the thing is, is like this passage, you know, you kind of read it isolated and you're like, oh my gosh, like how are any of us going to know? And this does, I think, go back to the guy who just writes the date in his Bible when he prayed a prayer mm-hmm. and then he doesn't care about anything from there on out. Sure. Like, oh yeah, Lord, Lord, you know, didn't I say the prayer and didn't that count? Like, well, not necessarily. This verse is not actually addressing assurance directly. Instead, the focus here, it's toward the end of the Sermon on the Mount And what Jesus is getting at here is, who do you trust and actually believe? Again, it's that question. Because in other words, the people that Jesus is talking about here are not doing the will of the Father because they don't actually trust in Jesus for their righteousness. And they're not actually doing the things that are pleasing to him. Rather, they trust in their own works and miracles.
1: Uh, okay. Right.
0: That's what he's getting at here. It's like, they are basing their salvation. <laughs> you notice, I mean, it's right there. They're not saying, Lord, Lord, we trusted in you right. for our righteousness alone. They're saying, Lord, look at what we did.
1: Yeah. You're right. Okay. It's yeah. again, it's this
0: whole thing. I, we were justified by our works, weren't we? Like, look oh. what we did. <laughs> oh, man. And of course, Jesus is saying, no, that doesn't do the trick. And that's tragic, but that's the fact.
1: Yeah. And also, like, how is this not more talked about? Yeah, <laughs> Protestants, we, we're crazy about the specific relationship between faith and works. That's very important to us. That's a big distinction. Yes. And yet this cataclysmic verse, it just never comes up. Yeah, I did not understand that. I, that was not in the conversation when I was young.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and I think that's part of nights. the... Yeah, I know, right? This is one of the most common verses that shows up in discussions I have with people, like, in my office about really? yeah. this issue. And that leads me to another Reason I think Christians are liable to struggle with assurance and confidence in Christ. And that's because we're basing our justification upon our sanctification, right? And so what I mean by that is that we are made right with God through faith alone and Christ alone, right? That's it. That's the only way, like we preached. In that sermon a few weeks back, that illustration from Alistair Begg, it's like, what gives you the right to be in heaven? Well, the man on the middle cross said I could come. That's it, right? That's the only reason. Not because of anything we do. So that means, you know, we're made right with God through faith alone and Christ alone, but that faith does not remain alone. That's how the reformers would say it. And... What they mean by that is, you know, we're new creations. Like by that faith, we've received new hearts and therefore being made new, we will do the good works that God has prepared for us to do. And I think Paul says it. this is just so perfectly summed up in Ephesians 2, 8 through 10, right? For by grace, you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works that no one may boast. Mm -hmm. really cute, right? Like you did nothing (laughs) to save yourself. Like you were just saved by the grace of God. It's a gift, freely received. Jesus did all that for you. Mm Mm-hmm. But then he goes on to say, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, Ah. which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So what he's saying there is like, yeah, your good works don't save you. But when you are saved, you will do good works. Like your life will begin to align more and more with scripture. be conformed to the image of Christ, that sort of thing.
1: All of that is just so knowing of human nature. Yeah. (laughs) Of course, of course, we would look to our own works and both. Look at at what I did here. Here's my provable evidence that I can show you what I did. Yeah,
0: right. Exactly. And the whole problem with that is that, Rather than basing our sanctification on our justification and saying, you know, oh, because I've been made right with God through Christ, I have confidence (laughs) that I'm fine and that my salvation is not hanging on whether or not I do good enough. Exactly. And that frees you, like paradoxically, that is what frees us. To seek to obey God's will because we're assured that he loves us and that we're not trying to earn his approval by these works. Like, we're able to do them because, like, oh, I know he loves me. And I'm freed to obey him. I'm empowered to obey him. And the problem is is that instead of doing that, we base our justification on our sanctification. So instead, we think to ourselves, alas, I'm not doing enough good, and therefore I must not actually be justified. Or, you know, like, the last thing I say before I die, is like, that's what I'm going to be based on, you know? And that's a recipe for disaster. (laughs) Because if you base your assurance on that, it will wane and dissipate any time you commit any sin at all, Mm. or any time you feel like your works aren't measuring up. And ironically, that will probably cause you to shrink back from God rather than going to him to receive the grace and mercy he wants to give you as you confess Mm. your sin. Yeah.
1: I can't even remember a time, I would say there was not a time, in which I was taught this incorrectly. You know, growing up. Right. And yet, I definitely had this kind of dynamic in the back of my mind, probably without really understanding it, without really knowing how to label it or define it. But yeah. it was like <laughs> operating back there in, in this like kind of fear field uncertainty, for lack of a better term, in this discussion. Yes.
0: Yes. And I think that's the general human tendency that mm. we are bent toward. And it's like one of those things where it is so ingrained in us that it takes a lifetime to get over that. Because ultimately, what that means is, the reason you don't have assurance is because you are looking to your works and to yourself. Yeah. To determine, am I made right with God? And you're never going to be able to answer that question. Like, you're never going to be good You're never going to measure up.
1: It's one thing to look at your life and examine that and come away with an interpretation of your spiritual health or something. Yes. Not
0: salvation. Right. And that's exactly it and i think maybe that's perhaps the crux here because assurance is not necessary for salvation right so like if you if you are doubting and you have questions and now you feel way down no 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 like it's not necessary for salvation i mean when peter and john were running to the tomb They had no assurance of anything in that moment. Yeah. And yet, I don't think anyone would doubt, oh, when they were running the tomb, like, they possessed a saving faith in that moment. Uh So you can be saved even as you wonder to yourself, am I saved in those moments of doubt and question like that? But the reason we talk about this and the reason that people like the Puritans wrote so much about it is because assurance is necessary for a healthy, deepening faith and love. You know, because if we're constantly trying to figure out whether or not we are saved, we're not going to be able to move on to maturity, as the author of Hebrews says in six one. there. So... As has been written elsewhere, assurance is not necessary for the being of saving faith, but it is necessary for the well-being oh, of our faith when it comes down to
1: it. I like that. The more I think about it in that light, I mean, like, overlay this on any formative relationship.
0: Oh, yeah. How
1: can you expect to have a flourishing marriage if you constantly doubt your spouse? Or, yes! Or, like, what, you know, what, like, life-giving relationship could persist? Yes! But with that trust, and, and here we go again, my favorite word, confidence... <laughs> With confidence in that relationship, you can build an enriching and life giving kind of lifestyle and, and home and household together.
0: Yes, exactly. That is a great, great analogy for that and so don't despair if you don't have assurance at this moment but i would say do seek after it in the reading of scripture and in the offering and petitions of prayer and the obedience of faith because it is part of your inheritance as a christian the spirit has sealed you unto the day of redemption as paul writes or as it's written in hebrews 6:11. and we desire each one of you to show the same earnestness to have the full assurance of hope until the end so that you may not be sluggish <laughs> but imitators of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. And again, that doesn't rule out those times of examination where you're honest about, oh, you know, my life isn't in line with God's will right now. Like I perhaps do have sins that are nagging me, yeah. but the point is not to look at those and then despair that <laughs> God has cast you out. The point is to look at those and say, oh, I repent. Yeah. And to look to Christ, always look to Christ because he always offers forgiveness to his own. And again, John six thirty seven. I love that promise. Whoever comes to me, I will never cast out. So that gives you confidence, settled confidence that Christ is who he is and that he is holding on to you today. And uh, if that did give you that and you want to leave us an honest five-star review, (laughs) (laughs) you can do that in the Apple podcast platform. And if you have any questions on this or any other topic, as always, feel free to email us at podcast at horizonschurch.net or shoot us a message, interact with us on social media. So thank you, as always, for listening, and we'll catch you next time.